Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank You are a podcast host! Not ready for this, Al. I've just noticed the mic's not really in position. I mean, it's in position for me. That's the important thing. People got the full brunt of that. Uh, For our dear listeners who obviously weren't around for the start of this podcast, because that's not how recordings work, uh, I gave Jamie an option. Pick a number between one and two. I said that there's no number between one and two. I said there are non-whole numbers, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) There's a 1.5 or 1.4, but okay, fine. Pick one or two. Jamie was confused by this. I reiterated it. He picked two. And because of that, he got, you are a podcast host. What was the other option? Dare I ask? I am the winner of the battle royale. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Wait, what? what a does, short what, story. What does the first have to do with anything? What, is, what does that have to do with anything? What does I and the winner of Battle oh, Royale have to do uh, with anything? Well, thanks for asking about my, how my week went, Jamie. Uh, very I, importantly... I have not had enough time! Also, sorry, okay. one second before you do that. Hello, and welcome to Hanks Bang, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Longton, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Al Gillespie. Continue with the story, Al. Right. Uh, so thanks for asking how my week went. It went really well for me. Uh, I was with you the entire week. I know how your week went. And you'll know why. We went on a lovely holiday. Yes. We had a lovely time in my bed. Oh, I now know and what you people mean. started falling off like flies. Yes. Somewhere along the line. And we're not quite sure how this happens. Some people blame mysterious anchovies and then sickness passing from people to people. So I may blame the mis- one mysterious ham sandwich language, maybe anchovies. I like to think everyone got sick independently, though that's unlikely. Uh, but by the end of the holiday, there was one winner of the holiday, one might say, and that's the one guy who left uninjured and unill, the Battle Royale champion. That's right, Jamie. Hi-ya! 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 Okay, it's first, a few things. I've had many responses. I'm, I'm trying to trying to work out what order to give them. Firstly, you were not the only person who did not get ill or injured. Uh, uh, uh. Kate did not get ill or injured. She also left early, therefore she forfeited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, four of seven people got ill. Uh, two of seven people got injured. As a member of both camps, um, you know what? Very upset by this random attack upon me at the beginning. As someone who is still recovering from said illness. It's a weird, weird unnecessary attack to have, but I was very miserable for many days. <laughs> it's true. I'm still quite miserable. I want you to imagine uh, the sight of a puppy... Uh... Shitting and puking itself. <laughs> well, I was trying to avoid more specific details, but yeah, sure, let's go with that. 
I'm just going to say we benefited from the fact our toilet had a bidet opposite it. And we'll move on from that lovely, disgusting chat. Thank you very much for bringing it up. I wasn't going to bring it up, interestingly enough. I was going to bring up that I am exhausted, partially due to the illness, partially due to the fact uh, that immediately after the holiday and illness and landing at home at one o'clock in the morning, uh, I have now been tutoring immediately since I worked yesterday and I have worked for uh, six and a half hours today tutoring, Um, which is exhausting by itself. However, it's made all worth it uh, by the fact that yesterday uh, a a dear 11-year-old child was bewildered. I say bewildered, shocked, and I dare say impressed that I was able to identify the Pokemon Snorlax. Yes, he, he was... Truly shot. Who, and who does he think invented I know. Pokemon? I was also thinking. We're the greatest generation when yeah. it comes to Pokemon. I was confused. He was like, wait, you know Pokemon? I'm like, yeah, I know Pokemon. I was a child in the 90s. But anyway, it was the first time I think I have ever appeared cool to a 10-year-old at the age I am now and also when uh, I was a 10-year-old. Uh, if only I could tell 10-year-old me that being into Pokemon then yeah. would eventually make me cool to 10-year-olds. Jamie, you should have dropped some of your classic Fortnite references. No, no, uh, no. I think I, you're really cool. I think, unfortunately, Fortnite has... Uh, has ended fall, It's Well, it's not ended, but well, it's, it's, it's fallen it's, out of fashion a little it's bit. Exploded. It's exploded. It, I did... It has, it has, <laughs> it, it's, it's ended in that the world is destroyed. Yes. I, so, there's no more Fortnite. They're just ending this billion-dollar empire. Wow, I thought to myself, they're going out on a high. Well done for them. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, today there was an event in Fortnite where they uh, exploded their map and no one's quite sure what's going to happen. Oh, it's darkness. Um, uh, Yeah, it's just the whole whole thing's just darkness. Now, I did also see that news today and I thought, no, I'm not going to bring it up. That would make me sound like an utter loser. But thank you very much for bringing it up for me to prove that we are both utter losers. What, so me because I brought up Fortnite and you because you're really happy and tell your things you're cool? Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Sure. Um, so, Al, what do we do here? Other, uh, than, other than recount our weeks? Uh, well, what we do is this. We uh, peruse the back catalogue of uh, Tom Hanks's film collection, his filmography, one might say, in chronological order. And going through that, we decide for our alien overlords and you, our dear listeners, which of Tom Hanks' films ought to go in the Hanks bank. And what's the Hanks bank? And the Hanks bank, of course, is the collection of Tom Hanks' films that is going to save humanity. It is the proof that humanity is worth existing and worth going up into space for flexit whoa that sounds insane Al how is it going to save humanity why why does humanity need saving look basically what happened was we were just (laughs) two bros on a trampoline you know as you do we're just bouncing oh that's that's a new I assumed we saw the aliens and then sourced the trampoline no we were just trampolining just bros being bros trampolining about just two bros on a trampoline my man Uh, we're like boing boing and these aliens were like that's a track to me that's if you can understand noise, yeah. work on your sound effects guys uh, yeah and they took us some space and they were like look uh, Flomatron 8 uh, Flomatron uh, they, they left the United States in space so that's the name of a planet of course everyone knows this and we need to we need to we need to get someone else on our team uh, you know, join, join the union uh, so what about you guys and me understanding uh, Swag Healy perfectly was like alright we can probably help and Jamie was like duh I don't speak swag healy so they put a thing in his brain boom now he spoke swag healy that's right and then he was like whoa I, my whole life I spoke 
I spoke three languages before, now I speak four. And I was like, well, I speak five, but that's cool, whatever. <laughs> Name those five. English, Latin, Classical Greek, Clerical Greek, and Swaghili. Okay. <laughs> Is Clerical Greek just what you use to heal people? <laughs> yeah. Pretty- okay, great. Um, also, another interesting wrinkle to this that I did not know before. I'm sorry, I'd misremembered. Of course, this happened to me, so but I'd, I'd misremembered that they explained the entire thing in Swahili with me not understanding. Yeah. Otherwise, why and would they reject And then they, I was like, it. help so out what, my bro. Yeah, so what happened was... then? Did they then go through all the information again, or did you relay the information I, to I, me? Yeah, but in Swahili, so, so I was being rude to our, to okay. our guests. They were, okay. okay, I was like, look, we're two bouncy boys, and uh, you know, we, we get we gave the thing, and they're like. Sure they're like look we need we need to know you guys are worthy and i'm like jamie and i you know we're worthy we're bouncy boys and i mean no the, the, the entire human race and we were like right shit. now don't know if we're oh, worthy to be honest uh, uh, look at the uh, general uh, political uh, landscape uh, not really sure uh let's just uh, pop culture tom right. hanks there we go there we go and we decided tom hanks is going to save humanity but we can't show them all of his works of course yeah. not why can't we show them all of his works uh no I was about to call you Nishant. That's just another person's name. <laughs> Why can't we show them um, all of his works, Alexander? Copyright. No, because then we couldn't show them any of his works. Oh, Why can't we show them all of his works? One sec. One sec. One sec. You know this. I say it every week in, in this description. No, I know it. I know it. I know it. Why? Know why? It. It, it's almost exactly it. why Freedom we... of information. No. Repressed. No, no, no. They're busy people. They've got lots on. That too. But also, no. Why? Oh, because a few of them suck. Yeah, because most of them are shit. Um, uh, but again, every time well, I say that, it becomes... The, yeah, it becomes... Thing. We're at 32, 32 and the last six... Uh, Seven-ish? Yeah, most... Uh, pretty much good to great. Yeah, I think for you, the, uh, five of the last seven have gone in the Hanks Bank. Sure. So, so yeah, you know. yeah we're, we're, we're on a pretty good run. And that pretty good run may continue today, Alexander. Or it might crash and burn. Because what are we reviewing this week, Alexander? Uh, well... You got a podcast to me. That's right. Uh, we're reviewing Toy Story. Yes, we're reviewing Toy Story. Uh, for dear loyal listeners of our show, you know how this works. We have a historical context, and then we have a bit of film context, and then we're going to start the film and give our ratings. Uh, we start with the historical context, gives you a little, a little bit of a, a mind picture of what was going on at the time this movie came out. Last movie came out in the first half of 1995. I gave you a little bit of January to June 1995. This movie comes out in the second half of 1995. So, Alexander, what can you tell me about July to December of the dear, uh, the dear year of our Lord, 1995? The Iraq disarmament crisis continues. That's right. Saddam Hussein doesn't like giving up his weapons. First of all, in a very baller move, I say baller, he's a very bad guy. He treated many people awfully. He goes, hey, uh, we're, we're backing out of all disarmament treaties. And instead, here's our big stockpile of biological chemical weapons. Uh, turns out people don't like this, the Gulf War. Uh, I think maybe it started already, but continues on, doesn't end until the, later in the year. Uh, well, that Operation uh, Desert uh, Storm, as you might know it as, Jamie, that's right. Yes, Operation yeah, you Desert know, uh, well, I believe um, uh, Forrest Gump, famously in the Forrest Gump sequel, goes on Operation Desert Storm uh, with an orangutan called Sue that he got of from course. being an astronaut. How could we all forget what happened to uh, Gump and Co., the sequel to Forrest like Gump? If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to our Forrest Gump episode. You know what else happens, Jamie? The Rugby Federation decides a very important thing about Rugby Union. It's that its players can get paid. Yes. That's right. For everyone my age, and maybe Jamie's age, I guess, and younger, uh, uh, but basically, not very long before we were 
born a lot of sports mandated that you were an amateur. Yeah, rugby um, was one of them. No, rugby was I, one of them. I did actually know this. Yes, I, because I'm I'm a sporty boy. I yeah. know my sporty boy news. Yes, uh, <laughs> but players can get paid. That was good for players. President Bill Clinton reopens uh, diplomatic ties with Vietnam twenty years after the end of the Vietnam War. Um, that's good. You know what's good? Diplomacy. You know what's bad? War. Boo. War. Yay. Opening ties with countries you bombed the shit out of. Um, what else? Jamie, you're looking at me really surprised, but there's one really important thing okay. I think you got to know. Okay. And I, I want to see if you can get it from one reference. 299. Okay, so <laughs> E3 that year, 1995, the year before, Nintendo was meant to come out with their games console with a disk drive in it manufactured by Sony. At the last second, literally the last second before E3, they pour out instead going with cartridges to make the N64. Sony, really pissed off by this, like, well, we've got this disk drive. I guess we can just make our own console. Come out in 1995 with the Sony PlayStation. That's right. And destroying Ooh, baby, a the competition. Of my exactly. Destroying the competition with the PS1. They come out. This first guy goes up, gives a really long speech, calls some of his friends, one of his uh, co-workers in the audience to come give a presentation. He comes up, stands at the microphone, goes 299. And walks away, and uh, you know, with that cheaper price than everything else in the competition, they won that generation. They absolutely destroyed the PS One. Um, so you know, absolutely well done to them. You know, good stuff. Also, uh, it's a little thing. The the first completely CGI movie comes out this year. Uh, I forget the name. I forget the name. Uh, Bugs Life? No. No, no, no. That was that was the second full CGI. Movie. No. What's, what's the name? Oh, if only I had some context. Now I really love that you've given me this lovely segue, but I would like to jump back <laughs> <laughs> and discuss something about your historical context. Um, could you give me again what you said? The first the first thing was it was the Iraq disarmament crisis. Iraq disarmament crisis. Now. I don't know if you can give historical context as this continues to happen. No, no, no. I mean, like, the main thing was they Many were like... Many things continue to happen. I mean, sure. <laughs> importantly, it's context for the release. There's children going in. We're thinking about, as importantly, there's a reference to uh, the improvised, uh, inter- improvised interrogation manual. Uh, in Toy Story yes there is these kids going in they can't escape the Gulf no, War no, okay? no, they, they can't are. escape so oh, they're, just, oh, they're getting told so much uh, just, exactly. just day in day out bombarded yeah. by Saddam Hussein news anyway so yeah Toy Story um, oh, it's, it's alright film in it well, you know. few people have heard of it uh, it's from like some some like uh, tiny company called Pixar you know it's their first film the they don't even. They, don't, don't they really got don't bought over. They were such a tiny company, yeah. not worth anything. Um, so yeah, we can't really. I'm going to give you the context for Toy Story. Um, this is going to have to be collaborative because I have sure. well, not collaborative, but I'm going to need you to jump in every now sure. and then because I have so we, much we, to say. You <laughs> have done it before where you've written a lot down and I just lean back to let you say it, and afterwards you go, "Why didn't you interrupt me?" Yeah. So I, I will. I, you know, I, I you know, inter- interruptions maybe not, right. but you know, just just throwing in some thoughts every now and then sure. because there is so much to say about this movie. It is such a monumentous movie that was also had a massively long um, production cycle and a lot of controversy behind it. And also, you can't really talk about Toy Story without talking about 
the formation of Pixar itself, sure. which itself has a whole load of Hey, who, uh, who's involved in the formation of Pixar, Jamie? I'll get to it. <laughs> I've got an order. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's Pre-Pixar. Really, yeah. It, no, we're starting. We're starting with Toy Story in general. Released in November 1995 on a budget of $30 million and makes $373 million. It's the highest grossing film of the year. At the time, it was the third highest grossest, highest grossing animated film of all time. Can you name the two before it that were higher grossing? Snow White. Nope. Um, what, 95? 95, they were relatively recent before. Oh, Little Mermaid. Nope. Lion King? Yes, Lion King in 1994, and... Beauty and the Beast is into 97, so it's not Beauty and the Beast, it's not Lion King, it's not, um, Snow White, it's... It is Aladdin from 1992 with the two high, uh, higher grossing animated films. Um, it is, has a voice cast, a credited voice cast of only 13... Loads of other people did additional voices, but the actual credited cast is only 13 people. Of course, we have Tom Hanks and Tim Allen playing Woody and Buzz. Iconic roles. Uh, but they, this cast is rounded out with a bunch of famous people and also a bunch of people who will then appear in uh, subsequent uh, Pixar films. Um, a fantastic cameo that I really enjoy is Ali Ermi plays uh, the sergeant. Uh, you will know Ali Ermi because he plays the sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. They got him in. He's such an iconic sergeant he's, voice. He's the voice of it. Pretty much after that film, and importantly, if you don't know, for Full Metal Jacket, he was the consultant uh, hired to kind of uh, yes. give us a sense of uh, more because reality. he Because he was yes. a, a sergeant. Well, he served in Vietnam for 14 and months. I, I believe he really wanted to be in the film. So yes. he went around just like doing the full thing and eventually like And eventually they cast him and it was he's such an iconic role that it is the iconic voice of a sergeant so they got him in for that um interestingly the guy who plays andy john morris has basically done nothing else he has nine acting credits six of which are various levels of andy um there are two films in which he played additional voices and he only has one other named role as an actor and that is as pepper in lego island the 3d cd-rom adventure in 1997 oh, oh. so I think I know that game. You, you it was a quite good game. I do not know it at all. But uh, yeah, it's interesting because he has come back, obviously, to voice Andy in, um, uh, in Toy Story 2, 3 and 4. But he's not basically... I, I've just seen the credits, dude. I don't. I haven't seen Toy Story Four. I don't know. Al is covering his ears. I don't know if Andy's actually in it. I just. I, maybe you just they used Toy Story Four for me, dude. I don't know. I haven't fucking seen it. I saw it on the credits. He might be a fucking you flashback. Spoilers. He might be a flashback. You can't spoil forward films. You can only <laughs> spoil current films. I don't know. But for audience members, he is. Al is almost tearing up. Um, Anyway, um, additionally in this cast, uh, Wallace Shawn, most famously uh, from uh, Princess Bride, the man who says indubitably, uh, plays Rex. Uh, Annie Potts from Pretty in Pink and Ghostbusters uh, plays Bo Peep. Uh, Don Rickles and Jim Varney from being Don Rickles and Jim Varney uh, play Mr. Potato Head and Slinky Dog, uh, respectively. John Ratzenberger, who goes on to be a an iconic Pixar uh, voice, voice actor. He's he's in so many things. He plays uh, the Underminer in um, uh, in Incredibles. He plays the Abominable Snowman in Monsters Inc. Uh, he plays Ham in this. Um, it has a runtime of just eighty one minutes. Do you know why that runtime is important? Uh, is does it just pass the Academy standard for what would be a short film into a feature film? 
Uh, yes, pretty much. So it's the Screen Actors Guild standard. Various yeah. different people have different standards, but the Screen Actors Guild, uh, a feature-length film has to be 80 minutes or more. Um, so this is 81 minutes. It is not bolstered by the now-famous Pixar shorts. It was, in fact, the only Pixar film that was not preceded by a Pixar is short. Is that why other Pixar films are followed by the short to boost their running time? I do not know. Maybe. Maybe. Very well, well, may well could be it. But yes, so the first Pixar short uh, comes in their second film, A Bug's Life, uh, called Jerry's Game. Uh, if anyone who hasn't seen it, watch it. It's an adorable short film about an old man playing uh, chess with himself. I remember vividly watching it so I many times as a child. I don't remember Jerry's Game, which is interesting. Because uh, I remember a lot of them, but not Jerry's uh, Game. I remember watching it so much because I watched a lot of Bug's Life as a kid. Yeah. I also watched this, uh, this short film a lot as a kid. Big it's Woody a, Allen fan? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, Woody Allen was in a film which came out just before uh, called Ants, um, yes. which was a, a blatant, horrible rip-off yes. of uh, the then-in-development Bugs Life. Yes. Um, it's directed by uh, John Lasseter, who also uh, directs Bugs Life and Toy Story 2. And before before produce, and he also directs Cars and Cars 2, but we don't really sure. talk about that. Uh, he then up. goes on to produce yeah. fucking everything. Oh, um, I believe he heads up. Uh, let me just double check. He, he does get. A, he, he heads up uh, eventually when. Uh, eventually. Uh, when the merger his, happens, he, he produces to, everything that Disney, Disney and Pixar animate, produce. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're animated. Uh, there's, I'm going to mention a bunch of names and I could, and I'm probably going to try and give their specific roles as much as possible and their specific titles. But anyone who knows Disney, they have a massive fucking corporate structure and everyone has their own fucking title. So I'm just going to try and mention them as important people. But yeah, he goes on to um, produce every fucking Pixar and Disney thing under the sun. Uh, it is difficult to remember sometimes, dear Alexander, that there was a time when Disney didn't own everything under the sun. Um, but this is pre-Disney Pixar. In fact, John Lasseter worked for Pixar yes. uh, and pitched uh, that... Um, Oh, what's that? Uh, the, I've not got this written down, but the toaster film, the brave little toaster. Yeah. He pitched that that should be computer animated instead of um, hand drawn uh, as Disney was doing with most of their things at the time. Uh, and they said, fuck no, and fired him. Uh, he then go, went to work for Lucas Films. Yes. Uh, and as I said, it is impossible to talk about Toy Story without talking about Disney, just Pixar's yeah. general sure. startings. I'm going to try and make this as brief as possible, but also it is very, very interesting and anyone should read up on it and I'm also going to try and include as much of the interesting details. Um, but yeah, have a look into Pixar's uh, background if you want. Essentially, they came from a branch of uh, Lucas, from people who were working for Lucasfilms. Specifically but in like the... Um, so Lucasfilms... In, in the computer-generated yeah. uh, arm of it. Similar to like Weta Workshop coming out of, uh, or at least uh, coming into its own following uh, the Lord of the Rings series. And I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that Weta Workshop um, at least is uh, owned by or run by um, F uh, Peter Jackson. Mm. Um, so too with the kind of special effects which you have in Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Lucasfilm at the time um, had an amazing CGI, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, ILM uh, production house. And therefore, you have a lot of people working around, kind of, with this, these kind of skill sets in CGI, this yeah. kind of burgeoning uh, technology. Yeah, and a lot of the people at the time they weren't really made; they were just doing things on spec, really things to show sure. off the technology, try out the technology. No one was really doing much with it. Yeah, um, like maybe, especially not on this scale. Though, the, no, no, the, no. So, for example, a good uh, good example that would be in like the T uh, two. 
um, which I think is before this, but maybe I'm wrong, but which was one of the big, the first real CGI effects films beforehand. Yeah. There were minor uses of it. They tended to be a bit more clumsy, and we sort of about to come into the air. And yeah. They sort of... um, so, how does Pixar officially break away and get its start, Alexander? Well, George Lucas gets in a messy divorce. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's how that's how it happens. He has to sell off uh, various arms of Lucas Arts. Uh, it's also famously how he ends up. Um, yeah, th- that causes a whole ripple effect throughout Hollywood. But he sells off um, his CG department. He sells off Pixar to none other than Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs was uh, the uh, main st- major shareholder uh, in Pixar when they initially broke free, uh, and they start to make computer animated short films to show off their capabilities. Yeah. Included in this is uh, a film that John Lasseter produces called Tin Toy, which is inspired by Lasseter's uh, love of toys, which ends up being the first computer animated film to win Best Short Animated Short Film at the Oscars. Yes. Important to know, uh, two things. One, uh, Steve Jobs was fired from Apple at the time. He wasn't working for Apple at the time. He became the major st- uh, stakeholder in Pixar. And uh, two, this is uh, part of the reason why uh, later... Uh, head of Disney, Bob Iger, goes on to say that, who had a good relationship with Enemy as a friend, but there was for a very long time that kind of connection between Disney and Apple, right? He says that uh, had, he claimed in the New York Times interview that had uh, Steve Jobs survived, he think Apple and Disney would have merged. Which, which is, would have been awful! Oh. Anyway, um... So Tin Toys release wins the Oscar for Best Animated Short Film and it catches Disney attention. So they try to lure Lasseter back after firing him. Um, He's like, nah, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to. He says, I want to make something great here. Uh, whereas if I go back there, I'd just be another director. And Disney, uh, so obviously, uh, for the animation context, like they are on the one hand going through the Renaissance, so you are getting films like Lion uh, King, Aladdin. L- Lion King's uh, just come out the year before. Sure, but it, but of, uh, yeah, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, uh, I guess Pocahontas. Those on the one hand, Aladdin is definitely more of a like family they're not going for the Oscar kind of film it's more of a like makes make a shit ton of money uh, but simultaneously they are trying to make these not necessarily arty but things that might win them Oscars so the uh and the Beast I believe goes on to be the first film nominated for best picture first animated film nominated for best picture I'm not sure about that don't call me on it Al Gillespie, yes. Beauty and the Beast was the first animated film nominated for an Oscar quote 2019 whoa, whoa, whoa. um Oh, I've completely lost my... Um, yeah, so um, init- so initially they tried to get Lasseter back. They cannot uh, manage to do so. So instead they strike a deal with Pixar for, make- for them to make a film themselves, but yes. with Disney producing, something which sure. they only recently started doing. Up right. until that point... All Disney of had, all Disney films were produced sure. fully in and made in house. Yeah. So this was a new thing for them, which is yeah. important because this, a lot of Disney execs were sure. pretty hesitant about letting anyone outside of Disney work on a Disney film. What are you pausing me to look? Uh, so first of all, earlier on I said that uh, Beauty and the Beast was a ninety-seven film. It's not. It's a ninety-one film. I am a dum dum. Apologies. You are a big dum dum. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, you are Boo Boo the Fool. I'm a fucking moron. Uh, yeah, look, look if, you, look, if you're going to pause me, have all the information yeah, yeah, you're going to give me. me um, so, a man called Jeffrey Katzenberg will come up a lot. Uh, he was the Disney chairman of the film division at the time uh, and spearheaded a lot of the negotiation from Disney. So that's who Katzenberg is, big man at Disney. Uh, so Pixar was nearly bankrupt at the time when they were trying to broker this deal with Disney. They'd made all these short films, but they were really running on a shoestring budget. Um, and so Disney... 
as we have, as they love to do, really strong arm them in the negotiation, eventually agreeing on a deal to make the film with Disney owning the picture and the characters outright, having creative control and paying Pixar just 12.5% of the ticket revenue. They also had the obligation, but not uh, sorry, the option, but not obligation to make Pixar's next two films. So essentially they were going to be like, if Pixar was, if this film was we successful, make we'll make two more. If not, fuck off. We don't give a shit about you. And also they were free to make sequels with the characters from the films with or without Pixar's involvement. Yeah. They had complete control over these characters. They and they also had the right to kill the film at any time sure. with relatively little um, penalty. From what I know about Katzenberg, this seems like a very... That kind of era of Disney films, where, sure, you have the big things going in cinemas, but you also have a lot, a lot of, like, home video stuff. So if you were a kid in the 90s, you're never been, like, Aladdin 2 or Aladdin 3. Uh, no, Aladdin 2 was Jafar's Revenge, I think. Yeah. Aladdin 3 was Prince of Thieves. And all those kind of stuff where this, these sequels which now would definitely be in the cinema. For a long time, Disney wasn't doing that. So that kind of thing where they could say, oh, well, we can make whatever we want. Is and we don't have to use the same stuff. creative team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they um, can just turn yeah. this shit up, put it yeah. on TV, whatever they yeah. want, they can do it. Um, but yeah, basically Pixar, suffice to say, Pixar got fucking shafted in this deal. Um, so under uh, Laster and um, Katzenberg's supervision, the initial draft was made and it was nothing like the Toy Story we see today. Uh, included Tinny, the one-man band toy, who was the original character from Tin Toy, mm-hmm. uh, and Woody himself was in fact the main villain, acting as an abuser to rest of the toys uh, when this treatment was shown to the disney exec- execs uh they immediately said now nah, this sucks pixar you can have all the creative control clearly something's going wrong here you guys take control uh katzenberg however at this point suggested that lassiter uh, watch a bunch of buddy cop movies uh for inspiration and slowly but surely the toy story we know today started to take shape uh tinny was deemed sort of too uh old and, and uncool so was changed to a military character that military character then changed to a spaceman this spaceman had many names one of them was luna larry one of them was tempest from morph you heard me. Tempest from Morph. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually landing on Buzz Lightyear, of course, a reference to Buzz Aldrin, uh, the astronaut. Uh, Woody's name came, came from the fact uh, that he was originally a ventriloquist dummy with a pull string, uh, but it was decided uh, the contrast of a Western character and a spaceman uh, would work quite well. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah, so that the, the reason is, and I believe they had decided to keep the word, the name Woody in reference to an old Western star. Mm. But the actual reason he's called Woody is because uh, he was originally uh, a ventriloquist so, dummy. So it's not because of the visible erection he has the entire. Thing. No, no, no. It's nothing to do with pee pee penis man. I will move on. You talk to your <laughs> mother with that mouth, Jamie. <laughs> Nope. Um, I watched this movie with my mother with that mouth. (laughs) Um, I did. I watched this with my parents last night. It was very sweet. Um, Anyway, so none of the original writers had any experience writing feature length films. Uh, Most of them came from animator backgrounds, including Lasseter himself. Uh, So Disney brought in a lot of writers to help, most notably Joss Whedon of Joss Whedon fame. Um, Uh, Marvel and and all sorts that he writes these days. And Buffy. Buffy at the moment. Especially the film, not the Uh, TV show. I do not think Buffy had come out by this point. But, but the you, Buffy the movie might have. Uh, may have done. Uh, Buffy and um, Firefly, of yeah. course. Uh, Joss Whedon, but yeah, very, very successful uh, writer in his own right. And he is credited with creating the idea that Buzz is an action figure who isn't aware he's a toy, which obviously was a huge breakthrough moment for this story. Um, 
As we've already discussed uh, in a previous episode, uh, Tom Hanks ends up with this film because they animate a scene from Turner and Hooch uh, with Woody to convince him to join. Is it the torture scene? I cannot. I've, I've seen the clip, but I cannot remember. I, I, I watched you didn't, it. You didn't remember the, the looming, terrifying face of Woody staring over someone being tortured? You don't remember that? As, as Slinky the dog bites <laughs> his jaw down and buzzes corpse no i i don't think it's that scene i cannot remember which it is i remember watching it for the turner and hooch episode but that was fucking ages ago um so uh lassiter always wanted tom hanks uh, from the beginning saying that hanks quote quote has the ability to take emotions and make them appealing even if the character like the one in a league of their own is down and out and despicable so for once for once dear tom hanks was the first choice for a film um however Tim Allen, not the first choice for Buzz Lightyear. Billy Crystal very famously turned down Buzz Lightyear, which he greatly regretted, which is what resulted in him eventually taking the role of Mike Wazowski uh, in Monsters, Inc. Uh, now, apparently because Bill Murray and Chevy Chase were considered for every fucking comedy movie role ever, <laughs> Bill Murray and Chevy Chase were also considered for Buzz Lightyear. I also want to throw out, I am deeply surprised how many very good movies... I assume Bill Murray and Chevy Chase's people turned down, yeah. right? <laughs> they Chevy Chase getting... especially, making some bad moves yes. here, guys. They, they must have been getting scripts just through their door, left and right at this time. Uh, but also considered for Buzz Lightyear was Jim Carrey, which I think would have been a very interesting choice. Uh, but of course it lands on Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, Tom and Tim would record their lines together in studio in yes. order to bolster their chemistry, uh, which I think pays off very well. You can see that yeah. in the film. I believe as... The, the kind of Pixar practice develops that's more and more common so most of the time uh, for people who don't know when you do VO it's normally by yourself yeah. uh, for a lot of things even like video games you might even have your own home studio just kind of record it send it across you might yeah. get some notes and do it that way um, in Pixar it's much more common as you said here but I believe to have multiple people in the room yeah. at the same time so you get more of that kind of interaction uh, around it and yeah. then you kind of see what comes out of that yeah good um, however, I believe it was not hugely common at the time. No. It was um, definitely not yeah. common. At the time. Yeah, so it's not it common a- today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, Alexander, what do this film and me talking about this film have in common? You both hate Randy Newman. Oh. No, no, I'll get to that. Um, no, they both take a fucking while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this film takes a fucking while to make. Tom Hanks is quoted as saying uh, he started recording his first lines in 1991. Mm. So that's four years before the film was made. Uh, part of this is because Pixar would have to present the latest stuff to Disney every few weeks. And Katzenberg would regularly tear it apart, demanding revisions to make... <laughs> and one of the main uh, aims of this was to make Buzz and Woody more edgy. Uh, they wanted, Sweet. They were... <laughs> Yeah, Sweet. they wanted edgelord they want meme edge. lords. Here's my thing. If you've ever read any comic books from the 90s, all right, they like the extremeness, and I'm glad they made this movie more extreme, because <laughs> yeah. boy, howdy, is it. Yeah, uh, so they were trying to make them more edgy. They wanted this to appeal to both uh, adults and children. Sure. Um, in fact, in apparently one recording session, Tom Hanks just complained that Woody had become a jerk. Um... So, on November 19th, 1993, uh, we have what was eventually dubbed the Black Friday Incident. I could not find why it was called this, but basically it was a bad day in history for for Pixar. Uh, When half the movie was shown to Katzenberg and other Disney execs, and it was 
panned, saying it was a complete mess. Um, and Peter Schneider, Walt Disney, feature animation president, uh, demanded production be stopped immediately. Uh, Katzenberg, being the fucking dumb dumb exec he is, was like, hey, why is it so bad? And a colleague said to him, uh, and I quote, because it's not their movie anymore. Uh, Lester, at this point, uh, recognised that a lot had gone wrong with the production. Uh, and he said, can I have two weeks? I want two weeks to take this away uh, and try and uh, come back to you with a new script uh, that's going to be better. He recalls uh, later that he was embarrassed by the story and it was a story filled with the most unhappy, mean characters that I have ever seen. Uh, during this time, when Disney had halted production, Steve Jobs funded the production personally. So Steve Jobs was uh, single-handedly um, to thank for, um, for this production continuing going uh, because Disney had pulled all funding for it while these revisions were made. Uh, now, the revised script uh, with Woody, a more caring and less tyrannical figure, uh, and a few more teaks uh, were presented to Disney, including uh, Buzz Lightyear. They're being more clear that Buzz Lightyear thought he was uh, actually a toy. Uh, Disney approved things and they resumed production three months later in February 1994. Now, I'd love to say it was all plain sailing from here. And while on the Disney almost ruining the whole thing because Disney fucking sucks side of things was not there, uh, turns out computer animating the first ever feature film? Just real difficult in 1995 when computers are not very good, Alexander. I used your name to make you look up from your fucking phone, I Alexander. about the black... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jamie. I, I forgot I was the one who talked for, oh my God, 20 minutes. Apologies that I, I was reading into something you had said. I am so sorry that I made the choice to sit here and write 20 minutes of content for a podcast that is maybe should be about an hour and a half at most. I apologize for my... What the fuck? <laughs> I am a dumb dumb. What were you gonna say? You said Alexander and then looked at me judgingly. Say it. Come on. Do it. I have many things to say. Right. Firstly, Alexander was the end of my sentence, clearly making it clear that you were not paying attention. Secondly, there is nothing, nothing I hate more than you trying to make the running joke of my voice. It is an ad hominem attack and I will not stand for it. Thirdly, I do not need to apologise for writing this much content. If anyone needs to apologise, it's for Disney for making this process so fucking long and difficult. However, we have got out the Disney being shit and halting production and making things and slowing down production for like two years side of things. But yeah, it turns out animating a film in 1995 fucking sucks, Alexander. No! There's one paragraph left, you fuck! One sec. Let me get a fucking timer. One second. No! What's a timer? How do you time a paragraph? One sec. I'm going to hit you with some fucking stats. Not until I start my timer. Okay, go. I'm going to hit you with some stats here, Alexander, because animating a film in 1995 fucking sucks. 27 animators worked on this film. Woody was the most complicated, uh, complicated character to animate with seconds. 723. Uh, yeah, mo using more numbers while I'm listing a bunch of numbers. That's not confusing. Um, yeah, Woody was the most complicated uh, and also doesn't make me repeat things and make it go longer. <laughs> Woody was the most complicated uh, character to animate with 723 different motion controls, including 212 for his face and 58 for his mouth alone. Millie... Seconds. 
that's really infuriating. I wish you'd stop. Uh, merely to sync characters' mouths and facial expressions to the actors' recorded voices and animators, it would take a week for eight seconds of animation. Every shot would go through eight different teams, and the final design was rendered by 300 computer processors, which were running 24 hours a day and would create about three minutes of footage per week, purely on the rendering process. Depending on the frame, a single frame could take between 45 minutes and 30 hours to render. So they were going through, it was, makes it clear, like it was very early on in the process for this and they were going through a gargantuan task to make a feature length film from uh, purely computer animation. Now, great, yeah, this film is fucking released and everyone loves it. It's, yeah, hey. I'm almost fucking done, you cunt, Jesus. It really receives a special achievement Oscar for being the first computer animated feature film. It also becomes the first animated feature film to be nominated for an Oscar writing category with best original screenplay nod. There, I'm done, Jesus. I'm sorry this Ooh, film is so interesting. Oh, you know, as it turns out, you can discriminate between facts and just pick the most interesting of them. What? No, um, that's a really fucking, like, it's really difficult to witness. You realise that is, that is the shortened version of the story, Alexander. The shortened version of the story is there's a company called Pixar so they make a movie now we talk about the film right Jamie no because that's start Andy's house the year 1990 we assume five there's a room full of toys but they're looking for crime that's right because a rogue Mr. Potato Head is holding up everyone to ransom all right, he's getting ready to rob this town. He throws his slinky dog out in front of people. But who comes along, Jamie? Sheriff Woody, that's right, Sheriff Woody. To save the fucking day. Thank God. No, no, I've, I've clearly spoken too much, so I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm letting so you no, no, speak. No, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> Jamie, the problem isn't that we needed more of just one person talking <laughs> the entire time. Well, you know how you could have fixed that by oh, not looking Jamie. at your phone! You know how you're going to fix that? Not by writing the hours worth of material. I'm sorry that it was the most interesting film we've done that, so far. That's a lie. That you think that is the first time you've done that is a lie. I didn't say it was the first time I've done that. It's definitely the longest I've done because it's the most interesting film we've done so far. There's a lot of interesting things about Toy Story that aren't included in the plot. Sometimes I thought some people might be interested to know that. Sometimes you can choose to integrate some of those facts into the discussion of the film to help. I don't know how to integrate the Black Friday incident into the plot. It's not really relevant to the plot. It wasn't, you know, you know, in the same way my my mentioning of Saddam Hussein refusing to give up his chemical weapons. Sorry, were you going to weave that into the plot? I could do. I I did. I brought that thing about the book in there. (laughs) So anyway, toys, they're alive. That's right. Yeah, you fuckers. You thought this was stuck to ballet like ballets like the Nutcracker? You were wrong. Your toys, every time you leave your room, come to life. And they are possessed, I assume, by some kind of demonic force. I don't know. Maybe Satan. I guess we'll find out later in the film. Woody? Yeah, that's right. The guy with the big dick. He's in charge of this band of fuckos. Who else is there? Mr. Potato Head, a guy who leads a lynch mob the film. <laughs> Rex, uh, they got a big old dum dum. A uh, big old dum dum. We got Slinky, who's just kind of cool. Uh, Bo Peep, who's down to fuck all the time. 
Uh, we've got the army men who just who are just fucking narcs. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 a little bit insane. Uh, and we've got some binoculars, dude. He just sees stuff. He's living in an existential horror the entire time, all the way through the movie. Uh, what's happening in their lives? Well, not much. They kind of revolve around uh, Andy's Andy, their kind of owner. Uh, in its entirety, again, stuck in an existential hellscape, suggesting maybe they're demons. And two things we've got to know, Jenny. What are the two things we've got to know? That toys are alive? And no. They're... One, they're moving soon. Two, oh. what day is today? It's, well, it's not Andy's birthday, but it is Andy's birthday party. Exactly. They thought it was coming next week when they moved. Turns out they were wrong. His mum's absolutely nuts, they say. Where's his dad? Oh, probably dead or maybe divorced. I don't know. However, Alexander, you have skipped over an iconic part of this film. Yeah. Which is, of course, the opening song. You've Got a Friend in Me. That's true. That's true. By the imitable Randy Newman. Yeah. Now, I did... I did... <laughs> did give a little, um... Tease last week that I was going to talk about why I fucking hate Randy Newman. Sure. Um, so, of course, the music in this film is iconic. It's all met, done by Randy Newman and performed by Randy Newman, including the very, very lovely and heartwarming song, You've Got a Friend in Me, that plays over the opening credits. Ironic, because this is the episode that has ended our friendship once again. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the bad old days. Yeah. Um, however, as a... Uh, as a child who grew up on the shorter side of things, I hate Randy Newman. Are you aware of a song, Alexander, called Short People by Randy Newman? No, no you're not. Well, for people who don't know it, uh, things about Randy Newman, um, before he was hired, it, it was actually an interesting choice that he was hired to do the um, songs for Toy Story. Because before he was hired, a lot of what he did was sort of satirical comedy songs. Uh, including one where he may or may not say the N-word. Um, not the one I'm going to talk about. Uh, but yes, it was, it was an interesting choice because he was mostly known as a comedy satire um, performer. One of his songs was called Short People. Now, the refrain of this of this uh, lovely, lovely song that did not torment my childhood is short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. <laughs> now, some, 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 some verses, some verses go such as they got little hands and little eyes. <laughs> so true. And they walk around telling great big lies. It's so true. They got little noses and tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. <laughs> Shocking. They got baby little legs and they stand so low. You gotta pick them up just to say hello. Now, admittedly, 20, 2019, 26-year-old Jamie has fully embraced being a short king. And I am not attacked by this song anymore and can appreciate that it is an objectively hilarious when song. When did you first hear this song? Probably when I was about 10 years old, played by my brother to tease me. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Randy Newman's voice is so purely associated with awful bullying as a child from this awful time. Now, admittedly, Your brother's not even that tall. no, he's not. But he was taller than me. So, um, but no, I do. 
I do recommend anyone go and listen to the song Short People by Randy Newman. His delivery of it is hilarious, but the lyrics, as I've shown you, are also very, very funny. Um, so, no. And very no. cruel. And very cruel. But it's a satire song. You know what? On oh, what? Short people? Short people, yeah. Oh, yeah, the big short people monopoly yeah. of power. It's fine. It's fun. Like, as I say, you know, 2019 Jamie finds it very funny. 2000 Jamie tormented your mouth uh, says funny your eyes say, say 2014 say 2000 I said 2000 Jamie did you not say 2014 Jamie I do not think I guys, said guys please write in next week to friends thoughts let's know whether well, or not we, just, we can listen to it ourselves um, anyway um, yeah so um, fuck Randy Newman but also the music he makes for this uh, film is iconic we obviously have the opening song anyway sorry to have another delay um, so yeah Sandy's birth- good I like that one thank that you was, I know that was entertaining it was good it was good so Good back and forth. People could hear me cackling over the idea yeah. of uh, short people. Yeah. Uh, Who do indeed have no reason to live. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm going to go and fucking yeet myself off a bridge after this podcast. Jeez. But uh, before we get there, obviously, yeah, it's Andy's, uh, Andy's birthday party. The, me- the commander men are sent downstairs. They're checking on what, uh, what presents he's got. Because uh, when you're a toy, that's all you care about. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a beginning of a, a series of lots of fun little jokes about ways in which toys that are used in real life yeah. could interact as real. So these commandos are, you know, they hanging yeah. off each other, they're eating themselves down. One of them gets injured and the other has to pick him up. They eventually get into the bushes. They're relaying information back to um, them. And, you know, there's bed, there's little jokes. Someone brings bed sheets and put hairs. Who the hell brought that kid? Um, but it's fine. There's no toys. Everyone's safe. No one's getting replaced. But then... Oh, God, what? That's Andy's mother's music. She's bringing in an extra toy from the cupboard, and it's a big one. Oh, Oh, no. shit. Oh, everything's going wrong. Turns out, it's a motherfucking Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah, guys. Buzz all I want you to Lightyear know, to the rescue. Apparently, in 1995, all young boys wanted was a Buzz Aldrin-esque action figure, <laughs> all right? Um, as a child that... Owned a Buzz Lightyear figure. That's true, I did too. Yes, yes, I can, I can agree. All children did want a spaceman. As um, it turns out, in a uh, system where you like to sell toys based on your movie, making your movie based on toys, genius idea. Ah, oh, genius. Interesting little fact. I didn't try into throw it into my context, but actually, uh, Disney really struggled to sell the toy rights to this film. Eventually, they went to like a toy fair in Toronto, and there was a Toronto-based company that had a factory in China. Like five months before the film, normally a toy company would take this on like 18 months before a film uh, like five months before the film were like fine we'll do it and Disney gave them the worldwide creative rights to creating the toys and they made fucking bank anyway um, so yeah toys Buzz Lightyear he's, uh, he's Buzz Lightyear of Star Command thank you yes. very much um, Evil Emperor Zerg. yes um, and he comes in throws Buzz Lightyear onto the bed it knocks Woody off yeah. oh no everyone Woody. runs out and it's important to know that before uh, they have a little staff meeting uh, where Woody cock of the walk as he is knows that no matter what this toy's not going to replace him because, what a fool because he is Andy's favourite exactly everyone knows he's been Andy's favourite for years like Icarus he falls having gotten too close to the son of Buzz Lightyear to the ground all the other toys are trying to see what's up there they're like Woody, Woody, what's up there? And Woody's like, uh, I'm actually under the bed, guys. Um, but it's fine. It was probably just an accident. No, it's pretty chill. Um, I'm just going to go check what's going on up there. Um, goes on up yeah. there. We find Buzz Lightyear. 
Buzz, 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 like you to the rescue. Um, Buzz doesn't know that really importantly. No, he's a toy. No, he's essential he, to his he, character. Yes, that that is his entire point of his character. He believes he is a spaceman. He is yeah. uh, doing reports. He's like. Uh, Operation to Ground Zero Six. I have landed on an alien planet. Uh, my sp- ship is busted, etc., uh, etc. Et Get fucked. Um, yeah, Woody goes over and he's like, hey, what's up? You're in Andy's room. And he's like, oh, you're the local sheriff. Great. And he's like, ah, no, you, no you, you're, a, you're a toy, my dude. And he's like, ha, good joke. Hello, everyone. I'm Buzz Lightyear. I'm a spaceman, etc., etc. We get a fun little sequence uh, about him say, showing off all of his uh, things. He's got a he's got a laser pointer. He's got wings that sprout out. He's got um, a buzz a communicator mm-hmm. thing, uh, walkie-talkie in him. Um, we get the uh, now iconic sequence of him flying. He says, uh, "You can't fly," and he's like, "Oh, sure, I can fly." Um, and in in a sequence that is odd. Um, he, he gets on the bench stand, he then sort of jumps off, he lands on a ball, bounces off the ball, lands on a RC car going round a loop, fly, flies through the air, launches on, clutches onto like a chandelier-y type thing. Yeah, like a, like a mobile type thing. Yeah, swings around a little bit, lands on the bed. And everyone else, except Woody of course, um, claps and goes, wow, that was amazing, you can fly! Now, they they also saw what happened. Like, I understand Buzz not understanding that he didn't fly because yeah. whatever, he had his eyes closed and he felt like he was flying through the air. Why do all the other toys think he can fly? Two things. One, uh, if I managed to pull that off, uh, I think you'd be impressed even if I could... Uh, yeah, no, fight. very fair. Two, this is the same lynch mob. That <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all dum-dums, I forgot. Yeah. Um, but Woody uh, says, uh, of course, a famous line. That wasn't flying, it was just... Falling with style. Yeah. Very funny. I, I enjoy that. It's a, a it, 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 it's this film. I think later Pixar films uh, have more full on comedy and laugh out loud in them. I think this this uh, is less on that. There are funny bits in it, but they're more just huh, that's cute or oh huh, that's that's that. I see why that's clever. Like like the toys ways in which toys can be used. Sure. The fact that he uses a, a child's like little microphone thing yeah. and it gets a little bit of well, feedback. It's, yeah, it, it's it's a family movie, right? Like, and that's really the genre of it. Like, yeah, it's it's not. There are jokes, there's drama, there's action, there's horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get on to that. Yeah, we so should, we should, very, we've been very going for so long, I apologize. Room, Woody looks around as slowly, the, this room which was once Woody-themed turns into a horrible landscape yes. that is Buzz Lightyear-themed. That's yes. right. Andy loves Buzz now. He's even written his own name on Buzz's foot. Yeah, uh, as you I'll, do to all people you own. I'll touch on this uh, in my final thoughts on the film, but this is a nice little representation of a real thing that happens in a chart. They go through phases. Sure. They like we all had it. I had a spaceman phase. I had uh, oh, I can't remember phase. what. I, I don't. I don't think. I. I don't think I had a had a cowboy phase. I had um like a medieval phase. I definitely had a medieval phase where I liked um like castles and shit. Was this back when you? Uh, uh, when I was a short com- king. No, when you was in the commune. <laughs> when I was in the Oh, fuck you. Um, not a thing. Just not a thing. Why were in a commune? I wasn't... Uh, do you really want to slow down this no, episode no, more? No, Thank you. On. Look, we will hear my hit. The, the deep mythology of me being in a commune, you'll just have to wait for another episode to hear. Um, so yeah, this is a really nice representation of a genuine thing that happened, but it's showing the anxiety about that expressed through a toy rather than through a kid or through a parent that might see this going on, uh, which is a nice, interesting uh, flip on it. Pixar said their main drive for this was that to see how toys react to children. A, a, a toy 
does everything it can to please and help its child. So, okay, I phrased that poorly. I don't think that's how Pixar put it. But that was their main aim for this, to represent how a toy would react to a child um, disowning them. That's the main driver for this. In many ways, it's like your dad, uh, mum got a divorce and... Uh, stepdad comes in and your dad's like, oh, and suddenly the dad comes home and there's a bunch of posters <laughs> of the stepdad. <laughs> that would be a baller ass move from the stepdad. <laughs> I had my own posters made of myself and I gave them to him. <laughs> Uh, wow, power play. Uh, yeah. right. Bed sheets. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we start to see that Buzz is uh, becoming the cock of the walk. He's now uh, now um, everyone loves Andy's him and favorite. listens to him. Man. Yeah, Woody does not like no. it. So, oh, we also get introduced uh, during this time to Sid, the cruel next door neighbor who tortures toys. Yes. Well, we'll come back to him. That's all they're, you need to know about. They're him. packing. I up don't the know house. why I'm defa- people know this fucking sure, film. Sure. They're packing up the house. Uh, Woody, but his mum goes, oh, you can go to, we're going to go to Pizza Planet. Uh, Andy, you can take one toy. And, well, Woody knows which toy Andy's going to take. And he doesn't really like that, so he kind of wants to get... So he's like, I'm going to fucking murder Buzz Lightyear. I think his his plan is to knock him down behind the... the, bed. uh, Or behind the um, chest of drawers. Yeah. So that he couldn't be found. Uh, so he says, hey, a toy's fallen down back down there. Can you go help him? Um, and then tries to drive the RC car so he falls down behind him. Yeah. We'd only find Woody. Instead, and, he... Uh, uh, yeets him out the fucking window. Flies out the window in a, in a moment of uh, insane cruelty. Uh, and this is when the lynch mob forms. And I know I've been using that word a lot, and I know it's a load of words, but all I'm saying is they literally string him up at one point with a bunch of the strings, and they're about to throw him out the window too. Having, like, wrapped him up in a bunch of string. And yep. you know what? It seems like a lynch mob headed by Mr. Potato Head. Yep. Um, <laughs> but fortunately, Andy is just coming in the room. They all have to collapse. He grabs Woody. Gets him in the car. Uh, Buzz sees Woody getting in the car. He hops in the car as well. The other toys don't see this, so we have a few shots later of them trying to venture a rescue of Buzz in the bushes yeah. down below. They, they have decided that Woody is a murderer and they don't like him anymore. Yes. They're uh, laid up for years and they throw yes. him out like garbage. Uh, so the, the van is en route to Pizza Planet um, and uh, they stop at a gas station and uh, Woody's like, oh shit, fuck, everyone's gonna, no one's going to let me back in because I'm fucking murdered Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but then Buzz suddenly drops into the sunroof and it's like, oh shit, Buzz, sweet, we're all Gucci, we're all good. And Buzz is like, no, we we not all Gucci, we not all good. You we're can't, you you, tra- you tried to murder we're me, man. Um, how do they get knocked out of the car? I've forgotten. Uh, pff, magic. Uh, uh, they fall out of the car. They're on a gas stop. I believe they they, they stop the gas. I assume and they fall out of the car. Yeah. Um, and then the car drives off. They're like, shit. What are we gonna do? Almost get run over by a truck. Buzz walks away. He's like, I'm done with you. Well, we out. I'm, I'm going to go fly home or whatever the fuck my story arc is. Mm-hmm. And Woody's like, shit. And then he goes, he sees a van that says Pizza Planet on it. He's oh, like, oh shit. Oh, I'm, I can intuit knowledge. And that means that it's going to the place that Andy's at. Oh shit. But they won't let me back in without my buddy Buzz. So he's got to go take one out his buddy. He's like, Buzz, come back. Come Buzz on, like, no. The Buzz, come back. He's like, no. He's like, I found a spaceship. 
because there's a spaceship on top of the Pizza Planet. They get in the Pizza Planet van, go to Pizza Planet. They get into Pizza Planet. They... Oh, boy, it looks good. Yeah, baby, if you are. If I've wanted to go to Pizza Planet since I was damn near two years old or whenever the hell I watched this movie the first time. Probably not when I was two years old. Places like Super Great, there's loads of pizza, there's loads of uh, arcade games. They end up in a claw machine. Yes. Somehow. Um, they see Andy. He, uh, Woody tries to get Woody tries to get Buzz to get towards Andy. It doesn't work because Buzz sees this uh, the claw machine, which he, this is, is space themed. He gets inside where he's surrounded by a bunch of LGMs, little green men. Yes. Goes, yes, they're the, the three-eyed. Claw. Yes, the claw. The, the three-eyed claw. alien men who are. Uh, I believe I also had a soft toy of one of those three-eyed alien men. Um, and they are yeah, little toys you can get from a claw. This fucko Sid turns up. Oh, he's shit. got his his patented skull oh. T-shirt on, and he's trying to cause some fucking trouble. He's entering sicko mode. Yep. He grabs one of them, uh, one of them yellowy uh, yellow, little green men, uh, takes him away. Who does he reveal? Buzz. He's like, oh shit, a Buzz Lightyear, yeah. and because this kid is the best That's claw nice. machine person you've ever seen in your life, nails Buzz Lightyear as well. Woody's like, fuck oh, this. Yeah. No, tries to pull him out, and then all of the alien men are like. Now, he has been chosen. You must go with the claw. Yay! How's my little green man impression? Pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no. Pretty yeah. Good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'm a pretty good voice actor. Yeah, what yeah. can I say? Pixar, Hi. hire me. Look, I did so much research into your background. I care so much. Look, opposite me, true, doesn't give a shit about you it's as true. a company. Don't he couldn't. Get, don't oh, hire him. Oh, oh. He he can only do oh, one hate, voice, and it's oh, very I, annoying. I, 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 hate, I hate monologues. <laughs> <laughs> don't hire me. I just like dialogue. You know what requires dialogue? Monologue. The second person talking. You fuck. You know what requires hey. dialogues? Pauses in speech. <laughs> I had many breaths that that could have been intuited as an opportunity for an for an, for an observation. I did at the beginning, this has happened twice now. Where like I say stuff at the beginning, and then as it and then on, you run out of steam, or I lose interest. One of the two. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're not instant enough in Pixar's history. Pixar are gonna hire me. They're not gonna We're hire gonna you. Do I'm gonna two shut down the more podcast. Pixar movies. Yeah. But then none of them are their first one! Anyway. <laughs> you um, fuck! I just like to keep some interesting facts for the next time. Anyway, so uh, they get taken to six, Sid's house, and guess what? Other than the fact that Sid's. Also, they're uh, gonna do three more Pixar movies, you tit. Oh, fuck. Well, you ruined the last one for me, so it's dead <laughs> to me now. Um, so yeah, like Sid, uh, Sid's waiting for a package. What's in the package? We don't know. Uh, he goes up to his room. Oh, so, well, yeah, he Boy catches he catches Andy and Woody and brings them home. Boy, is Sid a twisted? Yes, yes, he um, he uh, steals his uh, sister's toy, takes its head off, puts a Velociraptor head on it, gives it back to yeah. the sister, yeah. and she screams. Yes, I mean th- th- this is how the kind of monster this kid is. Uh, Buzz and uh, Woody kind of get stuck in the room. Uh, Woody gets a torch, he looks around, and it's filled with uh, a, a scene of horror. Yes. What, what is genuinely, I think for a lot of kids of a certain age, a, a horror-filled moment. Yes. And we entered the horror movie section of this, it's probably the most horror movie-inflected uh, Pixar movie, uh, yep. even including like Coco, which I guess is it's not horror at all, just a lot of dead people. Uh, there are abominations. Yeah. There's a creepy baby head thing on the like spider arms, claw, yeah. claw thing, and it's moving around. <laughs> they think these things are skeletons. There's a pair of legs, which is like a toothbrush on top. Yeah, um, um, they're fairly sure that these things are cannibals, so they try to keep them away. Sid 
straps, gets his package. It's a motherfucking rocket. He oh, straps no. it. Oh, to... but be- even before this, even before this. Um, oh, before the, oh, so they, they kind of they survive. They survive the kind of horror creatures. Yes, and they split up. They're trying to go outside. They see the Sid leaves the door open to get his package. They flee out the door. Woody goes on one side. Buzz splits up. Goes on the other side. And in there, he sees the television. And on the television, what does he see? Buzz Lightyear Starker commercial. Man. Starker Man. He looks at this thing. Oh, great, Starker Man. And then, like you said, Jeremy. It's a Buzz Lightyear commercial. Oh, yeah. He's a toy. Oh, have we missed when... Um, Doesn't fly. A toy. Wait, non-flying toy. Yes, non-flying toy. We have also missed when Woody actually says, You, you are, are a toy. toy! But, you know, you already referenced it at the beginning, so it's fine. You've also referenced it in other... Um, podcast so you know what fuck you What's the, you know that quote fuck you we're not going to do it for you yeah um, we dancing monkeys nah um, so yeah but Buzz in a moment of uh, very depressing uh, basically throwing himself off a roof yes, uh, he sees a window thinks no I am Buzz Lightyear stands on a, ba- a banister throws himself off the banister and falls and his arm falls off and he's set to race that running you a song yes he's lying there having given in to death yep um Woody is not able to escape uh the dog stops his uh escape so um he goes back to find Buzz Buzz is uh in the little sister's room having a having tea he manages to get uh get the little girl yeah the little hat apron He's wearing a hat and an apron, and he gets in, and he's like, Buzz, come on, let's go. And Buzz is like, he's going through a little bit of a depressive episode, let's be oh, honest. Oh, he's he's not, not having a good time. He's he like, I don't know there. who I am. I just wear a hat. I'm a little teapot man. Here's my arm. It's over there. Woo, woo, woo. Gets him back in uh, the room. Woody gets up on the wall, uh, the window, and sees... His friends. His friends. Oh, his former friends before yes. they tried to murder yes. him. So he throws them um, uh, a long cable and it's like, hey, come on, let me over. They and they're like, saved him there. Yes, they're like, the monsters. Nah, where's Buzz? We get a little fun sequence where he just brings the arm up and pretends yeah, the Buzz, Buzz is there. still in his breakdown. Um, yeah, uh, he, reveal- he accidentally reveals that it's actually just Buzz's arm by itself uh, because Buzz refuses to get up. Um, and then the guys are just like, Nah, fuck you. You can go die. We and just drop, yeah. drop. They're just like, nah, fuck you. And I know you were our friend for ten years, but we they might assumed, have seen you do one maybe negative thing. They assumed he turned into a straight up murderer who sawed someone's arm off yeah. in order to get um, back. And so, like, fuck you. You don't go die. Then we get to the point. Buzz gets a rocket strapped on his back. Woody hides from the rocket, and uh, Sid sets a timer. He's going to do it tomorrow morning. Yes, that's right. So. Yeah, it starts raining, you can't do it that night. Woody have the kind of the heart to heart, the lowest moment they've always come trying to have. And Woody says, the rocket should be strapped to me. Who wouldn't love you? Uh, you're every your own kid's favourite toy. Basically saying, I might as well die. Very depressing. Yep. He goes to bed, wakes up, Buzz is gone. What's he got? No, Buzz is uh, not gone, Buzz is helping him. He's pushing the thing off. Yeah. Um, he's he's helping him escape. He's almost escaped. The, he, uh, Woody's been stuck in this, in this cage. Um, he gets pushed. He gets pushed. He falls to the floor. But uh, Buzz keeps on pushing and puts the cage on, on top, top of, of him, him, which wakes up uh, our dear Sid. Yes. Uh, Sid takes Buzz, goes outside, starts the countdown. Yeah. 
Uh, Woody, uh, returning to his uh, position at the beginning of the film as... Uh, Leader of toys. Because um, we kind of uh, mentioned this, but uh, earlier in the film, uh, very, just very briefly, they realised they're not cannibals, these, these uh, twisted toys. They're just... They've been abused. It's, yep. kind of, it's sad. But, yep. you know, they're nice. They're nice and they're kind. Yeah. So but they it, help... Uh, they, yeah, the, in the previous thing, we saw them fix Buzz's arm. And they also fixed the uh, Velociraptor doll from Yes, earlier. yeah, yeah. And they put them back together. So that's all great. Um, they... They hatch a plan. Yes. And oh, their oh, plan. Oh. Goodness gracious, Back their the plan. Film. So, um, essentially, uh, Woody gets outside uh, and then he gets thrown on to, to distract um, Sid, basically, while Sid is uh, about to set up uh, the rocket and set him on fire. He gets outside to distract him. Um, Sid throws him on a barbecue. He then, in a thing that I... It's, it's not established how Woody does this, but he starts talking without moving his mouth. Oh, I guess because again. the pull string can do make noise, yeah, it is it's possible like, to make noise without moving his mouth. But yeah, so he essentially starts talking to Sid, being like, you're a bad boy, Sid. Wait, the you, toys are advancing the toy- on him. Yeah, no, he goes, you've treated your toys badly. And they start like coming out of the sand oh. and like creepily walking towards oh. him. And he's like, hey... You don't want to treat us bad anymore, all without coming out of his mouth. And then he makes his mouth moving and goes like, isn't it like, you've been a bad boy or something yeah. like that? You've been a bad boy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they torment this. Like, I'm not going to call him a poor child. He's kind of a... Well, kind of, all, all he does is try and make some new toys, you know? That's all he does. And explode and burn one. Yeah, but and ex- he, he's he like, does not know they are sentient. It is not yeah, inherently he d- he d- wrong for him to do this. So, yeah, I get, I get that. And we've we've all got that. We all had that friend at school who was like a little bit too obsessed with like knives or like fire. Uh, and they didn't all turn out to be murders. No, I mean, <laughs> Some of them did, but not all of them. The shot's fine. The shot's fine. Um, uh, so yeah, it, yeah, it, but yeah, so they full on torment this kid. He runs back inside and then uh, he's like, the toys, the toys, they're talking. And then his sister is able to torment him with her little toy. Um, and they get, Woody, they get Buzz back. But, oh shit, son, moving van. It's gone. It's gone. Oh no, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with all that junk? So they start running after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I believe up there. I believe Woody gets onto it, mm. but Buzz does not because he uh, is um, caught by the dog. Would uh, Buzz hides under the um, uh, hides under the car, and then Woody gets onto the uh, thing and is like trying to get the RC car out mm. to get him back. He's like, "You don't understand. You got Buzz." Everyone else is. Everyone else is like, "No, fuck you." Once again, you're back, and yeah. we don't want you so, anymore. Yeah. They're Woody. controlling the RC car. He manages to get it over to where. Uh, Buzz is, but at this point they're like, fuck you and they throw him off the fucking van. <laughs> they full on are just murderers. like... Murderers. Yeah, they're murderers for a second time. Yeah. They're like, fuck you. Yeah, well, we know for a third time. Oh, yeah, they tried to kill him once before. Yeah. Then when they could have saved him, they don't save yeah. him. And now once again, Mr. Potato Head, who Woody is friends with, spoilers, apologies, for the rest of the series... Throws him off the thing. Well, no, they order Mr. Muscle Man to that's throw true, him off. Uh, they get—they can't even do it themselves, the cowards. Yes. Um, 
Also, interestingly, they inherently li- they li- throw them off with the RC car controls, so they're willing to take sacrifices. Yeah. They're willing to sacrifice the- RC car so that Woody dies. Yeah. These guys are psychos. Um, so yeah, uh, he man- he gets thrown off, but manages to get the RC car back on. He hops on with Buzz. They're racing after. The they're thing. racing after the Come thing. They look back and they're like, "Oh shit, Buzz is actually there." Oh, I guess he was an insane Buzz. I guess we're good people now. They tried to show uh, throw Slinky out. Slinky tries to get there. Car, car runs out of battery. Doesn't quite get there. They're like, "Oh no, oh, we're gonna die." I guess this is sad. Oh wait, you have a rocket on your back. Tries to use a match. Gets blown up by an outgoing car. Oh shit. You're dead. But wait, I'm being burned. I was burned earlier by Sid. And now I'm having that same feeling again. Oh, it's coming off Buzz's helmet. Wait, he redirects Buzz's helmet, gets the the light to refract onto the thing. Rocket. They're rocketing towards. They're flying so quickly. Um, The car, they eventually start taking off and going a little bit higher up in the air. And they're like, oh, wait. This is a rocket. It's going to explode. And Buzz is like, don't worry, I got this. They yeet the RC car into the thing, uh, into the van. Into um, the sun. Not into the sun, into the van. And they start going straight up. And he's like, oh, we're not going to explode. I've got wings. Pacha! Flings out his wings. Rocket flies off, explodes in the air. And he starts float, floating, glide. Let's call it gliding, gliding through the he's air. He's flying. He is fly. Like by this point, the, the, he is he's a flying toy. But he's not. But he says himself, Buzz Lightyear says, "I'm not flying. I'm just falling with style." It's very sweet. It I like it sweet. very much. It makes me smile. Um, but then, oh god, they go they go too far. They go past the van. He's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing? We're not aiming for the van." And they drop themselves right in Andy's car. Right into the box, and he's like, hey, I found Buzz and Woody. Yay! Yay. Oh, uh, important to know, all the way through the movie, uh, uh, upon discovering that he's lost Buzz, and then lost Woody, and especially Woody, he's he's having a a really tough time. He's lost his toys, he's a sad boy. And and also, like, the fact that clearly Andy still really cares about Woody. He does, like, yes. Yeah, I believe Bo Peep uh, says, oh, if only you could see how much he misses you. Sure. I mean, she was part of the lynch mob, but I guess... I, I think Bo Peep I is mean, at she was best... At she was not best stopping anyone. A bystander. She's not an innocent bystander. She's not an, I'm not saying she is an innocent bystander. She's just she is a, a bystander. She's this mob. Um, um, so we got we, to we've got Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas. He's getting new toys. They're doing the same operation again. And uh, Buzz and Woody are, are friends now. They're yeah. like, <laughs> you're not worried. Uh, Mr. Potato Head gets a Mrs. Potato Head. That's fun. Great. Mr. Potato Head's gonna fuck. I guess he really the, deserves. He's gonna get calmed to, down I mean, by honestly, fucking. Like what a monster! What a you know, honestly. Monster. But then again, Al, have you never been extremely angry? And then come and feel a lot better. No. Oh, I thought I was going for a relatable experience there. We'll move on. <laughs> um, so yeah, Buzz and Woody are listening in, and Woody's like, "Come on, you know that uh, Woody could never, and he could never find something as good as a Buzz." I've really tickled Alexander. There. I'm just thinking of like all these arguments I have with Jamie, and just It's, yeah, that is the way I calm down after the... I just go home and furiously masturbate. Um, uh, 
Ah. Oh, I don't think you masturbate. I just think you I just, can't, I just come out of pure anger. <laughs> I, I can come out of no stimulation and anger alone. Anyway, we're so close to the end of this film, Alexander. That's the end of the movie. No, it's not. They're going, but he's like, oh, there's nothing that could replace you. And then he goes, oh, my God, a puppy. And then it zooms back in on Woody and uh, Buzz uh, going, oh, shit. Um, Interestingly, you mentioned uh, Eichner earlier. I think it's Bob Eichner, Robert Eichner. Bob Eiger. Eiger, that's it. Uh, Who was uh, president or some big dog at Disney. Um, Apparently, there were tweaks made very up until late at the end. And one of them was on his suggestion. Previously, they'd had uh, the zoom out and uh, it was a dog cut to black. Uh, Iger said, this is a film about Woody and Buzz. You need to have the reaction shot. And I think that works very well. It's a very nice little last uh, shot of their expressive faces reacting to the duck. I just need to check. There is a, there is a Bob Iger. And then I believe there's also a... There's, there's a, a Billy, Bob there's, Eisner as well. There's also a Billy Eichner. Because um, uh, there's, there's... There's a Michael Eisner and a Bob Iger... And Whatever, there was a dude who was big at Disney who so you would think was normally, line, normally you know? a dickhead because he was the, the oh, Disney exec, actually had a good influence on this film. Oh. Yay for Disney. Yay. So this film, what do you think? You know what, it both... Um, it's one of those unfortunate ones where it's in, you know, unlike a lot of the Tom Hanks stuff before, it's uh, in a series of films, um, whereas up until now it's pretty much just been... Um, you know, standalone movies. Um, and I love this movie. I really do love this movie. And my, I think part of me right now is is trying to weigh up whether my reaction now is because I know I love two and three more, and also because I've seen this movie so many times. And I, so I like it a lot. I think it's really good. I think it's really tight. I love the runtime. Oh, I lo- I uh, an eighty-minute film. I fucking love it. Oh. I think it's like I think as a as a piece of film history, I think it's incredible. I think it still holds up. I think it shows any kid. They yeah, absolutely. But I I had less of a strong reaction to it than I thought I was going to, and that was a bit of a shame. Yeah. Okay, um, th- this movie means a lot to me. Um, I. I had a Buzz year, uh, Buzz Lightyear as a kid. I will get more into this in uh, Toy Story 3, but like Toy Story 3 very heavily affected me, yeah, um, yeah. which uh, we'll talk about. Uh, but yeah, because of the age of which I was, I very much grew up on uh, Toy Story. So this film really means a lot to me. However, I have not watched this film for quite a long while. Yeah. I think probably it could even be a decade. Mm. Um, so I was, I was slightly apprehensive going into this. I know a lot of people watch Disney films and or just films from their childhood in general as comfort. I don't generally do that. I've been always more someone who watches TV shows for comfort. So I watch TV shows that I've watched over and over. So I've never really been someone to uh, rewatch sort of these sorts of films, which I know lots of people have. So there are people who will know Toy Story back to front. So I was a little bit apprehensive coming back to this um, after so long. And oh, I just love it. It is such a wholesome film. Um, I think it's a very uh, a very clever film. I think because because of the subsequent films where they play on this less and they all well play on this less, but also develop it more in sort of in conjunction. The smart little ways which were very revolutionary at the time. This idea of toys being alive was not was a completely new idea. No one really knew what it meant. So the little plays they do with ways in which toys 
interact in the real world, but then how they act as a sentient being are really good fun. When uh, Woody's toy string gets caught on something and he gets caught out by it, or when um, the Etch-A-Sketch is... (laughs) In our lynch mob, uh, the etch sketch draws a noose <laughs> as a threat. Again, <laughs> which is really... You yeah. know when they're like, give it edge, they yeah. gave it edge. Um, as much as Potato Head is, a, uh, is an abhorrent human being, um, when he says there's a Mr. Pot- Mrs. Potato Head, he says, oh God, I've got to shave! And he just takes off the moustache. That's a really sweet, but also quite a clever joke, um, of which are littered throughout this. Um... It is also still just such a feel-good film. That, like, falling with style moment at the end is super, super sweet. Um, yeah, I I adore this film, and I was very, very happy to see how much it uh, held up. Also, re-watching it with my parents, like, that was a very nostalgic experience for me. So there's obviously elements of this film that are tied up with experience as well as the actual film itself but i think if i'm take to take this on an objective viewpoint this film is really fucking good yeah is a monument of uh, a feat for its time uh is groundbreaking in a million different ways and executes just everything it was trying to do with the film it executes it, it it executes showing off what a computer animated feature film could look like and the different ways in which you can make a 3D looking environment and a vibrant, impressive looking environment um, and one that looks gorgeous and also the story that it's trying to tell of a child. Like, there's loads of different stories it's trying to tell. The, the, the growing pains of a child, the loss that a child can have, the... Um, different ways in which you react to someone new coming into your life and how you should be more accepting of people. There's just so many fantastic lessons to learn from this film. I think this is a film that every child should be shown at some point in their life while they are young because it is an extremely entertaining film that I think should and will affect them deeply. Uh, I'm going to give this a six. This is just... uh, This is a fucking incredible film for me. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, I I need to I need to hedge what I'm about to say by the same thing you said. Uh, I'm gonna get my etch a sketch out and draw a gun. Um, <laughs> it's better than a noose. Um, <laughs> but uh, in that in that the, I watch it in the single worst environment I could today. That's probably having an effect on it. It's probably also that I just feel like I'm where I am in my life right now is unfortunately where I just don't think this film. Resonates. I know. I know. In the past, when I was, uh, I would give this a five. I know. I know. Hundred percent. I know. I know. There are times, and I know. Hundred percent. I will go on in later in my life to say five, but right now I'm giving it a four. That's frankly offensive to me. You just gave Toy Story. Toy Story. Yeah. The same rating you gave Joe versus the volcano, and I love Joe versus the volcano, but fuck me if that isn't offensive. <laughs> Um, right. Tom, Tom Hanks' Hanks. performance. Um, you, well, I, I, you, I, I went for second last time, so I'll go first sure. this time. Uh, I think there is a lot to be missed about how good this performance is by Tom Hanks. Um, I think a lot of voice acting is often... Uh, a lot of good voice actors and good voice acting performances is often... Uh, 
not necessarily misplaced because this is definitely a talent of um, yeah. uh, voice actors, but solely placed on making a voice different from your own and creating a whole character out of that. Yeah. And there are wildly, wildly talented voice actors who do Looney Tunes, Simpsons, Family Guy, all these sorts of things where they are able to create all these interesting, distinct voices. And that's a fantastic talent in voice acting. But something that is often overlooked is just the ability to portray emotions and character purely through voice. This is just Tom Hanks's voice. He was told specifically, we just want your voice. And he makes a fully rounded character out of this. I find this character, there's so much nuance. There's so much emotion and and like, we'll sort of get onto it more in the dick meter, but like a guy that's kind of a dick and like has a lot of very clear characteristics and very clear flaws and very clear goals and emotions. And he portrays all, of course he is being helped by the animation, but let's be honest, the animation's fine, but it's not. The animation for the time was great, but today even by like, even if you were to compare Toy Story 1 to, to the the trailers I've seen of 4, it is crazy how far the animation... Yes, exactly. So time. they're able to make some emotions with their yes. face, but they're very much surface-level emotions. The sure. Most of the depth of the emotion is shown through Hanks' voice. And I I think it, it's very easy to dismiss how well he does yeah. uh, in this. What are your thoughts? Um, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I... To be honest, this is one of my favourite uh, Hanks performances, I think, so far. It's very... It's both to type and against type in a big way. Yeah. Like, he, he emotes all the way through, which yeah. normally Tom Hanks does. Like, often Tom Hanks' performances, what you'll get is, like, regular, regular, regular... Like some of our conversations, regular, regular, regular... Extreme emotion! Regular, regular, regular... And that's fun. There's nothing wrong with that. He does it really well. I do think it's a really nuanced performance. I think it's, it's brilliant. It's to... Uh, recently I saw The Lion King the, the 2019 remake and I was watching I was thinking like wow the animations the, the, the CGI is fucking incredible and it is really incredible and hey I like Billy Eichner sure and I like Seth Rogen sure and the issue I found for most of it is like most of these voice performances I found were garbage I like I I, I think a lot of the voice performances were uh, cool. yeah. that's like again sorry to the people who got paid a lot of money to do this but like I don't think your voice performances unfortunately were as good as the original voice performances at all and I think a lot of it is probably, for as much as John Lester goes on to, you know, sexually harass and more people at Pixar. He did gets, he? Yeah, he does. He gets oh, people. I did not know that. He gets, oh, I kept trying to say that earlier on, but I didn't want to get into Oh, no, no, I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, John Lester ends up uh, having to, res- he takes a six-month absence and then ends up being made to leave Pixar ah. for um, a, a range of uh, kissing and touching and gripping. Um, oh, yeah, it's sad. Thank, thank you for making me telling me that after I gave it a six. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and, but but yeah, uh, I think that happens hopefully after this, and more when he goes to work at Disney. But um, not that that really makes a difference. But to say, I think he gives a very the, the voice acting is directed incredibly well. Yeah. Whereas I don't think John uh, Favreau in the Lion King directed the voices very well. No. They, they, they kind of just, seemingly it's like these people were in a booth for a couple of days and they kind of finished yeah. it. Whereas this feels like they had years with these characters. They, they, they do. Well, they literally did. No, no, of course. And, and like, I think that pays off. They know these characters inside and out. They've created these characters in part with the writers. And I think that works much better than in something like The Lion King where it feels like they had the script from before and they were just doing that. Well, yeah. it's, it's an unfortunate, um, 
byproduct, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, of the fact that bringing in voice actors is a lot cheaper than bringing in uh, yeah. actors. Uh, a lot of animated films, I was talking about this uh, recently because the cast for Dr. Doolittle came out uh, where uh, with Robert Downey Jr. playing Dr. Doolittle and a bunch of really big stars playing the various animals. Um, you will see this uh, time and time again these days, big animated films with just ridiculously star-studded casts. I think another one I thought of originally was the Watership Down. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. ridiculously star-studded casts because they can pay an actor... Scary, what is yeah. per- perfectly fine for the amount of time they're right, it's, like, often it'd be like it, I think they'll, they'll bring them in for like, like a day or two like and, and like and that's how they can get in so many stars sure. and that inherently creates phoned in performances yeah, and, it's, and, and it's what Pixar does well nowadays is they they don't do that no, and, and, I think and Pixar's done well something, throughout their something career something like um, Ardman with Ardman do a similar thing right where like the voice actors start coming in from like day one and they are recording for four years and that's why you get these more fleshed out more fun more random performances so I would give him a five I, th- I think he's really given this cool um, the Tom Hanks dick meter uh, for what anyone you, so what did you give him out of five uh, oh sorry uh, six. six full on a six I did not sure. you are correct I did not say that yeah no no sure. no this is this is uh, that ties it with um, I believe Seepless in Seattle and Forrest Gump but I think this is my favourite performance of his uh, so far I, I, I but that's also I very much recognise tied to a lot of biases no, but, but I also like, don't like, give a no, shit no, no, I don't, I, here's my thing I think it, I, I, you can't everyone goes into a movie with something right like unless you I think the only way you kind of get rid of them is by being an academic and then just talking about the same movie for fucking five years like and even then you still have biases you just are more boring about them um, so dick meter yeah the dick meter um, for anyone who doesn't know this is our tracking of uh, the how much of a dick uh, the character that Tom Hanks plays is because we've theorised that he plays um, quite big dicks early on in his career and that uh, mellows as he goes on. Um, does not mellow here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Woody is... Woody is Woody's a royal dickhead. He really, like... And, and yeah. obviously, from what I discussed... And, you know, if, I, if I'd shortened down my things from earlier, we wouldn't have had this lovely and thing... <laughs> Um, context but like the fact that they made him like an absolute wanker yeah, yeah. Um, there's still a lot of shades of that here you yeah, can yeah. see the edge. shadow you can see the shadow of what they were trying to do there yeah. um, so they just gave him a redemption arc now do I because I want to give him a six I think in the first 20 to 30 minutes of this film uh, maybe maybe after the first five minutes that there's a middle 30 to 45 minutes well, he's such a prick. He's just—he's a I, royal, it, jealous, utter, sure. utter prick. I—I I think my thing is that it is a very—I uh, two things for me. One, I think everything is very human. It is a very human drama, right? Yes, like, absolutely. It is—it is a man who is pettily upset about becoming obsolete, um, and the fact that he doesn't ever—he doesn't actually murder Buzz or intend to murder Buzz so much as he's a petty man. He's a petty toy who was in control and wants to be wanted and in control and be loved. Um, I think he's both... Definitely puts him on the dick... Because we did go... Christ, we have created the inverse as well. Yes, now, you right? can now go negative. Um, is that I... Well, he's definitely on and, the dick. And also, he lives in a community where there are greater monsters out there than him. The existence of the absolute worst people in society who, when importantly, he didn't actually... He never intended to murder anyone. He didn't actually murder anyone. 
They straight up want to murder him. <laughs> and they straight up try to murder him three times. And you know what? Okay, I'll give him a three. I'll give him a three because I think he's bad, but I think Mr. Potato Head is still out there committing his crimes. Now, this is interesting, Alexander. For, there is a running theme on this show. Yeah. Of you having uh, severe issues with torture. Yeah. That's true. And yet, apparently... The psychological torture of a child that Woody does in this film. I do not give a I shit. What? I don't think it's absolute torture or torment, whatever you want it's to call it. Torment, but it's, also, but at converse. Oh, I'm sorry. I would absolutely I'm say sorry, this is psychological. Jamie, torture. I am not sitting here saying the abused shouldn't have the right to fight against their oppressors as they fought against Sid. Okay, they fought back. Alright, and then in the future, spoilers, uh, Sid might be a garbage man. You also defended Sid. You said Sid's not that bad of a kid who doesn't know that they're they're sentient. Well, I get that, but at the same time, but to them, he is their torturer and their abuser. So I'm I'm sorry they try and, you know, free themselves, Jamie. Apologies. Maybe they should just sit there and lie and take it. (laughs) Three. You go. Your your stances (coughs) on torture are inconsistent. That's not... (laughs) Um, I think he's a solid... (laughs) Four for me. Yeah, like he adds the little redemption. I think. I think they definitely mellow on him being a dick in the later movies. Well, I think they. Uh, yeah, his the thing. I think he definitely starts with that, and then his. He, yeah, he, he has the redemption. Up, but for the majority of this film, he is a dick. Sure. Okay. Uh, so I'm. I'm giving him a solid four. Is this going in your Hank's bank? I need to think about it. Is it going in your? Yes. Yes, it's going in my. It's fucking Toy Story, Al. It's fucking Toy Story. If this doesn't go in your fucking hangspang and he knows you're alone is in your fucking hangspang, I'm going to tear your penis off. Do not get your penis out ready for me to tear it off. He's taking off his belt, everyone. I don't know whether he's going to beat me or whip it out. <laughs> this is not going in my hangspang. It's not going in my hangspang. Which surprises, surprises me as much as everyone else. Fucking justify your decision. Holy shit. It's, that is the- it's, it is it is a case of, I think I have much stronger emotional connection to later films. And I think that has affected how I feel about this one. Um, and I just also just don't think I'm in the right place in my life for it right now. Like, I, you know, I'm... I am... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm in the right place in my life for this film right now. So, you know, I, I like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I can understand why it would be in your hands, bank. And, uh, yeah, it's not going mine. No. 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 This is honestly... And, and a lot, a lot of bad things have happened on this show, Al. I spent 20 minutes talking about Pixar. <laughs> we spent an hour and a half talking about stand-up comedy. I, for about four episodes... Made various song parodies. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, I agree. I heard of that. That is the worst thing to happen on this show. Hands fucking down. It's not even close. You are a 17 on the dick meter. You have a coffin for a heart. Go fucking yeet yourself into the sun, dear boy. Well, uh, Jamie, this podcast needed edge, okay? It needed. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was sticking everything in the hands bag, and I gave it some edge. This, 
I. That's I'm, right. We're in the nineties. This isn't your mummy's podcast anymore. I'm honestly. I'm curious. the bad boy of so, podcasting. When one of us decides something doesn't go in our hangs bank, of course we have to present something to the aliens to appease them for another week. Something that will save humanity. That because we have you have not decided. I will be presenting them Toy Story this week. You must decide something else to present them to to satiate their needs to prove our worth because you don't think Toy Story is sure. good enough to do it. So I, I don't know if I've given this to the aliens before. So if I have, I apologise and I'll find something else. But um, what, what is going uh, to save humanity this week is Friends. Uh, last week, we went on a very lovely trip to South Spain and I wouldn't have been able to go if it weren't for the uh, wonderful support of a bunch of friends very close to me. Uh, and I had one of the best holidays of my life. I had one of the best birthdays of my life. Sorry. And um, it was a brilliant time. And I, I, I yeah. And that will save humanity. So, so the aliens can have that instead. So mm-hmm. you've got a friend in you guys. <laughs> I got a friend in you guys. There we go. It's, right. it's amazing that I've you managed to do all of that yeah. with me sat opposite you. With it referring to me yeah. and you never referring to me. Oh, oh, just sorry, doing the sorry, entire sorry. thing in third person. Everyone but Jamie, thank you. You didn't even say thank you. Not even once. Oh. I'm sat right here. I mean, thank you. You made obviously. it in generic terms the entire time. Hey, you know, well, you know, I could have other friends too. <laughs> I did it all! Toy Story sucks! Stop veering credit to other friends who I also organised the holiday for. Yes, you know I mean you! <laughs> and subclause other people you're great to. You're fucking welcome! There we go, that's what you wanted. Right. Yes, yes it is! You're very welcome, Al. I was more than happy to do it for you, you soppy little git. Oh. So... Uh, of course, with that uh, lovely, lovely touching note, you can follow us at HangsBankPod. Um, I tweeted out uh, the today, see if anyone had any friends' thoughts about Toy Story. Three people liked it, no one responded. But hey, that's better engagement than we normally get. Yeah. So please do follow us, tweet us, give us friends' thoughts. Next week, we are talking about... Ah, uh, fuck, no, it's it's the shit, it's his one shitty movie. Oh, and, uh, the thing he does? That thing you do, thing that you thing do. you do. Um, I doubt anyone's even heard of it or watched it, but if you have, let us know. Um, if you Imagine haven't... Imagine if it goes in my hands, mate. I'd be fucking fuming. Um, but uh, if you haven't, let us know about your yeah. connection to Toy Story. Clearly, me and Al have had uh, slightly different journeys to it. Do you feel that um, Toy Story is still something you can enjoy at the ripe old age of whatever the fuck your age is? Um, if we have any children listeners... Stop! Um, but go and watch Toy Story and tell us how this you react. This is your to daddy's it. podcast, Jamie. Young yeah. people, make sure to put us on the TikToks. That's right. You want to get the TikTok, and then you want to be like, I'm watching the Hangspring, and then you get us big. All right, thank you. But yeah, us at Hangspring Pod, Al at underscores at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Yeah. Me at Jamie P Loxton. Uh, I'm still following the uh, the World Cup of Bread. Um, thread we're into the knockout stages it's dead intense you voted for focaccia i believe i voted for no not sourdough oh someone knocked on the door um he's gonna go answer the door uh today was focaccia sourdough something else which i can't remember whatever go check out the world cup of bread Uh, it's being run by a friend of mine which is uh great good fun um it, it is uh dear Alyssa returning home um 
who expected us to be done by now because uh, it's a long boy, Alyssa. I'm sorry I spent 20 minutes talking about Pixar. Jamie made me cry. I didn't make you cry. You made yourself cry. Thank you, Jamie. He didn't put... Uh, I guess this is a spoiler for you for like 14 weeks from now, but he didn't put Toy Story in his hands, Frank. He didn't fucking put Toy Story in his hands, Frank. Can we say that? He did put Sleepless in Seattle. And that's, so that's all you can. Another Anks. No, in fuck off. Wait, we need to finish plugging, dude. Yeah, follow us, tweet us, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, do all that good fun stuff. Uh, send in some friends' thoughts because we didn't have any friends' thoughts today and we do love friends' thoughts. Um, Al is, uh, Alyssa is looking very um, upset. At, not, not upset. No, no, apparently I'm being waved on. I can go for another 10 minutes. Put the H <laughs> in your Ank. Put the B in your Ank. Tank. Ank. So for me, Jamie, and my crying co-host, Al, that's one more in the bank. I hate you.